from CSG Studios high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado. You're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. We got a special podcast today. I'm down here at Jake's Food and Spirits with Louis Galt. What's up, man? I don't really know what to call you. You're kind of a, a man of uh, many talents, so to speak. An international man of not so much mystery. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> you are a, So you're currently a Denver resident, but you're from Scotland originally. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have a couple different jobs in town, and you're also helping out with a, an amazing event coming up called Fitness on the Rocks. Yeah, man. At Red Rocks. What, what, is this you guys' fifth one? Um, that's a good question. I th- I think it's the fifth. Yeah, it is the fifth. It is the fifth. Yeah. For sure. I know that. I'm sure. That's cool, um, man. I mean, there's you can do everything there. Anything fitness related on that day. Yeah, man. It's it's crazy. It's uh, the whole of Red Rocks. Like, it, we just take it over and just do all these different events in the amphitheater, like outside the amphitheater, a bunch of different things. I think last year we had, like, I don't know. I think it's eight thousand people or something like that there, yeah. and uh, it's yeah, it's wild, man. The Colorado people are crazy for <laughs> fitness; they love it. Is it not as bad in uh, in Scotland? When, no. did, <laughs> when did you uh, when did you come over here from Scotland? How long have you lived? Uh, I've been over here, I think about five and a half years, uh, five and a half or six years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My my brother actually used to live here, uh, so he he was on a road trip and stuff like that, and then he ended up in Colorado with a friend. And then he met a girl and ended up staying and all that kind of stuff. And then I kept coming out to visit him. Um, we're, we're, uh, my brother and I are musicians by trade. So uh, we've been musicians for a long time. And uh, so I kept coming out for like three months at a time to make music with him. And then I would have to leave again and on and off and on and off. And then uh, one time I was out, I met, uh, you know, my now wife. Uh, and that was it, man. I stayed for like three months with her and then... She came back to Scotland for a little bit, and then we decided that the weather was better out here, so yeah, <laughs> slightly. <laughs> so yeah. we moved out here. Yeah. Um. Hang on. Here you go. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit better weather, I guess. Yeah, man, what, just a little bit. What city are you from out there? Uh, well, I'm from a, a little town uh, just outside Glasgow called Greenock, um, or really the area is called Inverclyde. Um, but yeah, about. Uh, 20 minutes, half an hour outside of Glasgow. That's the that's the big city there. There's not a lot of not a lot of 24 hour fitnesses over there. <laughs> <laughs> no man. I mean, there's there's gyms and stuff that you, that that you go, but it's just not as it's just not like it is here. Like it's just not the same. I feel like the thing the things that I do in, here in Denver to earn a living. I think if I went home, like. I would be broke. Like there was no way I would make a living doing fitness at home. But I mean, I've, I mean, that's I don't know. It might have changed in the last six years or so. But I mean, it's just not, not the same. So we'll go. I kind of want to get into your fitness background a little bit. But what kind of music did you play? What kind of music do you make? Oh, all sorts, all sorts, man. Um, we uh, let's see. Well, I started playing the drums when I was ten. Um, so that's like twenty-three years ago. So you know, I started off playing what everyone plays Beatles you know Oasis was a huge band in the UK you get yeah. you know you had these guys out here but I had a guy no. bust into a freestyle of uh, <laughs> I think it was Wonderwall really one of them when I was at the library at Metro <laughs> this guy next to me this big hippie with this huge beard just starts uh, 
where were you when we oh, were yeah, getting yeah. high? That oh, one. yeah, Champagne Supernova. Yeah. yeah. He does the whole song. I went out the next day and bought the CD. Really? So I was like, that was incredible. Uh, no way. That's he was a great funny, singer, man. man. It was awesome. Uh, uh, what, was he just sitting in the library? Yeah, we were just sitting there. I was doing research on a computer, just looking stuff up, and he didn't have headphones on. <laughs> he just all of a sudden just belted this song out, out for everyone to hear. He was definitely in the library reading books. He wasn't just in there for some warmth. Just like, off yeah. the streets. <laughs> I don't think so. Some I think he was a guy. student. I don't, I don't know how he was crazy, but. Uh, yeah. He's brilliant. So that's how I that's how I got introduced uh, to Oasis. Funny. Yeah, man. They're, that's yeah. I don't know. My wife, she likes him now, but in the, in, you know, when we first got together, she was she wasn't having that at all. But I was uh, <laughs> I was adamant that she enjoyed listening to Oasis. But uh, yeah, man. But uh, yeah. So you know, rock stuff and kind of indie music, and then uh, I started getting into electronic music. So I started doing a bit of producing, like. Uh, different dance music and electronics and trap and stuff like that so um but yeah so anyway music's music's been my thing for years and years a long time so that, and you don't ever actually give that up you're still you're still obviously yeah doing stuff. yeah man it's one of those things where it's hard to make a living man it's hard to be a musician and, and make a living uh, i was doing that for for a while there but um you know when you get married and start having kids and stuff like that it, you know, yeah, you got to pay <laughs> real, the bills, right? <laughs> when you start having a real life, it's like, oh man, like this isn't the same. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's that's when I fell back to fitness. When uh, when um, I realized my dreams were crushed and I wasn't going to be a musician for the <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of my life. So yeah, that was when uh, the fitness thing kicked in. All you gotta do is just throw out some YouTube videos. Apparently, just keep making app- them, be consistent. I, apparently, these that's days so you cool. don't really need to do too much, but. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't have uh, bleach blonde hair and, you know, and a and a uh, persuasive female body, but you know, <laughs> no Beyonce, that's for sure. Well, yes, not not exactly, not yet, not exactly. So then, how did you get into? I mean, what is your background in fitness? I know you have a background a little bit as a fighter and as a trainer. Yeah, in MMA. Uh, yeah. So well, growing up, so I had two big loves. One was music, um, but the other one was martial arts. Since I was a little boy, like I don't know, I think six years old or something like that, my uh, my parents took me and my brother to karate, um, and you know, just like every kid, you know, everyone does karate, you know. Did they have and like uh, uh, the Karate Kid in Scotland? The movie? Yeah. Oh, I, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was the best. <laughs> All right, best, cool. uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you know, everyone was into karate, so we did that for a couple of years, and it wasn't really, you know, nothing wasn't serious or obviously at that age. Then I got into kung fu and stick fighting and different things like that, um, and uh, was doing kung fu and I enjoyed that. And that was when I really got into Bruce Lee and you know Jackie Chan movies, all that kind of good stuff. So that's when real I started falling in love with martial arts. And Did you then listen to uh, Joey Diaz recently on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about how the triad killed. Uh, Bruce Lee oh, yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and he went yeah. off for like ten minutes on it. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's yeah. like, what is that? I uh, yeah, I, I heard that, uh, but I don't know how that would work. Because was that just like Japan against China? Is that what he's talking about? Because the triads are Japanese, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. The triads are Chinese, but the yakuza is Japanese, right? Okay. He built like some whole. Th- his theory was that uh, when he left whatever production company he was with overseas and came to like an American production company to uh-huh. make Enter the Dragon that they like put a hit on him because it was like all his movies sold so well he just Taking screwed him out of a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. 
I mean, from a gangster point of view, <laughs> it, makes, <laughs> it makes sense if you're a, if you're a psychopathic killer. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, man, he uh, oh, he was the best. He ever watched uh, the last movie? The uh, uh, what's what's the last one they brought out again? Oh, Game of Death. No. Game of Death. That was the worst. That was after he died. I get. I think he died maybe like part of the way into filming that, or I can't remember what the story is. But they like released the movie anyway, and like they have a stunt double at some parts, and it's, oh, it's the worst. That's the one with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh like, that's yeah. That's that one. Yeah. But no, nah, it was it was terrible. But There's a um, lot of. Uh a lot of actors that die that they just use people to fill in the role. Like yeah, man. Heath Ledger. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, and uh, who's your man in uh, Gladiator? The guy who was the slave owner in Gladiator. Uh, he was like a British comedian or something, I think. Do you remember who I'm talking I about? I think so, yeah. He's got like gray hair, older guy. Oh, God, I can't remember his name now. Anyway, he died during that, and then his last scene in the movie is like a special effects thing. Oh, and really? It, and at the t- if you watch it. and then, But Gladiator, huh. like... Still, at that point, the effects weren't amazing, so you can see it like a mile. <laughs> you can see yeah. a mile off. It's terrible. Huh. Um, anyway, but uh, what was I talking about? Oh, I martial arts. But uh, yeah, anyway, I was into that. Did all that stuff, and I was into kung fu and loving martial arts. And I was like, oh man, kung fu! I was loving that. I thought that was the best thing. Did you go to like? Ever. Did you fight in like tournaments and stuff like no, that? No. So back then, pr- it was just a kung fu school. Just okay. you know, it was just like learning stuff. I think we did a couple of like inner, inner, inner club tournaments kind of thing, but. You know, it's funny, those things, man, like, I still love them, I still love Kung Fu and, like, that stuff, but, you know, I feel like when an actual fight goes down, like, all the Kung Fu goes out the window (laughs) and he's just throwing, like, bombs. So, when I came over here one time to stay with my brother, um, I was like, I'm going to look for a Kung Fu school to go and work out in, and then uh, I was Googling places, and then I found this MMA school. And I just watched like UFC one, so I was like, "Oh man, what's this jazz?" You know. Yeah. So I went to uh, Brad Gum's uh, MMA gym up in uh, it used to be up in Littleton, I think Lakewood, Littleton, and uh, went in for the first time. I didn't know anything about jujitsu or nothing like that. So he was like, "Bloody blah, blah," and I was like, "No," nah. I was like, "I don't know anything about the ground, but like I do kung fu, so my stand up's <laughs> fine. Like I don't, need, <laughs> I don't need to learn that." <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "I don't worry about that. That's fine." So like for one of the first nights, I went in and I sparred um, with uh, Chris Camozzi. So he now he fights with Factory X now. He, he just um, he's a UFC veteran, just finished with the UFC um, not too long ago. Yeah, but I think he'll probably uh, get back there anyway. Um, so Chris, he wasn't in the UFC at that point, but. He was uh, well on his way, and uh, that was the first guy I sparred with. And he, he oh man, he uh, he took me to school, man. He, really? Oh man, I got I got destroyed that night, and then that was the night that I got my kung fu heart broken. I was just like, oh man, like this stuff doesn't work. Didn't stand up you know? to the test. Yeah, then. not at all. After getting punched in the face and like kneed in the stomach a few times, I was like, wait, why is this like? monkey fist not working here <laughs> so uh that's pretty good that was uh that was when i started getting into mixed martial arts and, and that stuff so what do you do now with that because what are you still doing and are you doing any kind uh, yeah. of fighting or tournaments uh yeah i, I Grappling, do I, I guess yeah I, I try to do tournaments uh, uh last one i did was a little while ago but um yeah i was doing mma for a while i really enjoyed that with the you know the whole stand up and on the ground and then like, it, so the last time I, I I fought was, I wasn't even supposed to, but I had a, 
I was moving over. I was moving back to the States to marry Mackenzie. Um, and that was about, I don't know, a bit, that was about a week. It's probably about a week coming was like when I was going to leave town and move. So my flight was like in a week's time and it was a Saturday morning. And I remember because like, I don't know what was happening, but for some reason I was eating ice cream at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I'm, I can't, I always remember this vividly, but I can't remember the reason why I was eating ice cream, at chocolate ice cream at 10 o'clock. And I got a phone call from the guy who ran the gym that I trained at there. And he's like, listen, he's like, you want to fight today? And I was like, uh, no, not really. And he's like, you don't Enjoy have to. my ice cream right yeah, now. I know, exactly. <laughs> he's like, you don't have to make weight. You don't have to do anything like that. Just show up. And I was like, oh, man. And then um, he was like, well, it's going to be X amount of money kind of thing. And I was like, well, that would go a long way towards an engagement ring here. So <laughs> I was like, all right, okay, fine. So I showed up uh, to this place, uh, this um, event center thing with uh, uh, a few of the other guys from my, my gym who were uh, fighting. This is a gym in Scotland called Team Viper MMA. <laughs> but um, the... Uh, yeah, I showed up anyway, and anyway, we ended up, I get in the cage, so I'm walking down, and I'm just like, all right, this will be fine, you know, whatever, no worries, walking in the cage, I'm like, just kind of relaxed, I'm not really thinking about, you know, because if you know you've got a fight coming up, you're like, ner- you've got this nervous energy, you've got like, you know, all this like thought process going on. Yeah, big but, mental game. Yeah, but if it's just it. showing up, you're like, ah, I've not really been thinking about this, so I showed up, and I'm in the cage, I'm like, all right, fine, this will be good, and then uh, the guy, other guy comes out. And he's like, <laughs> he's like shaved head to the bone. <laughs> he's like got his nose all crooked, like prison tattoos. And I'm like, oh man, this is not going to be good here. <laughs> and I was like, this is not good. Uh, so was this yeah. like, was there weight limits or uh, weight that, class? I think that was a 155 fight. Okay. But again, like I was probably 70, 75, something like that. Cause you know, I hadn't been planning for that. Right. And this guy had been training for this fight. And I guess the guy who was supposed to be fighting had pulled out like, you know, that morning or something. So uh, anyway, you know, the bell rang and I punched him and then I kicked him and then that was the last thing that I did to him. <laughs> he, he, I hit him. I was like, oh, that was good, man. Excellent. You're going to do well here. And then all of a sudden he just puts his head down and just charges me and just smashes me and then catches me in an arm bar. And then after that, I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't think I want to be a fighter anymore. That was it. So that was that, man. I was like, I don't like getting punched in the face that much. So anyway, I still do jujitsu and I do tournaments when I can. It's hard, you know, with weekend obligations and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I do it as as much as I can. I train about four or five times a week. So yeah, I love it. What did you think of, I don't know how long Eddie Bravo has been doing them, but his tournaments where he's... EBI? Yeah. Oh man, that's, I, I feel like that's the best jujitsu format that's that's been, you know, since the conception of tournaments. Because all the... Uh, you know, all the other ones that are going around are, are all point, you know, it's, it's all for points for the tournaments. And it's just boring to watch because you get in a dominant position, you get side control, mount, whatever it is, you get points, but you have to stay there for like six seconds or whatever it is. And then it's just all about the position. So that no one's going for the kill, you know. Right. And that's why I love, I mean, I love Eddie Bravo anyway. I, you know, I love the guy. I think he's, he's amazing. But, um, you know, his music's kind of weak, though. His, yeah, his music. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of his music. You no. know, you know. I but whatever. I see his jujitsu DVDs. So I've got them all. You buy his jujitsu DVDs, and like it's like three quarters of it is like his music and mu- music videos, <laughs> and then like the last like half hour is like actual jujitsu <laughs> techniques. It's like forcing <laughs> yeah, it down yeah, people's it's throats. Forcing you to watch it. 
<laughs> so like I'd put it into like iMovie and like edit out all that stuff and just have the jujitsu. But um, no, I, I, I that format's I, I love it, you know, just because there's a sense of urgency, so you have to go for the submission. You, you call know, it wh- EBT? EBI, Eddie, EBI, Eddie Bravo Invitational. Eddie Bravo so, Invitational, it's uh, and you have to submit, right? Or it's so a submission only, that's the way you yeah. win. Um, so, but if you don't um, win within the time limit, yeah, I think it's like a 10-minute time limit, then it goes to like sudden death overtime. So like you get in a, dom- you get in a dominant position, like you take get on the guy's back and put your, whole, your hands in, and then... Uh, you have to try and submit him or he he has to try and escape obviously and if you escape they stop the timer it's like okay you escaped in 15 seconds so the next person so you switch positions oh wow and then so if it was you and I if you escaped in 15 seconds we'd switch positions then if I didn't escape if I escaped in like 16 seconds then you'd be the winner so it's like a sudden (laughs) death but it's always basing everything on urgency that's why I love it because like you have to go 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 like you have to go for the kill, and the only person that gets paid is the winner. So like, if you oh, show that's up, brutal. Yeah, if you show up <laughs> for that and come in second place, you don't get anything. So it's kind of rough, but at the same time, like I love it because it's like people are trying to win rather than just stalling and you know making it kind of boring. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty sweet. That's why I like it. So you're doing those tournaments, and then you, what do you kind of do for your fitness stuff? Like, where can people find you around town? Uh, I, I do a bunch of different stuff. I uh, I train, I teach a lot of classes at Orange Theory Fitness. Um, I just started working with them for the last couple of months. I've always worked for myself since I was, well, I mean, since I was 15, I've worked for myself in various things, but fitness-wise, I've just been doing my own thing for years. And then I went over to Orange Theory um, just because, you know, I got a wife, a kid. I've got another kid coming. I'm like, all right, <laughs> like I need some stability in my life here. Yeah. So, and they're they're a great company, really cool. So, um, working a lot with them. Uh, I'm doing still doing some stuff at fitness in the city, uh, downtown, um, and then just doing some some uh, personal training, different clients. Your sister. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was gonna say that's one of the one of the reasons that we met was you trained my sister and yeah. basically. I think of you as one of the people that helped change her life. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool, and it's pretty cool you can have, like, an impact like that on people. Yeah, it's funny, man. You know, it's like everything, I guess, day-to-day, you don't really see, you know, like when you're working with someone or you're hanging out with someone, you don't see the change, you know what I mean, automatically. Right. But then, like, uh, I stopped training with Amanda for maybe uh, maybe two months, something like that, and then we started again. And, yeah, like, I'm like, oh, man, like, I can totally see the change, physically as well, but mentally, you know, stuff like that. It's uh, it's cool, man. And we do, you know, we do kickboxing, me and Amanda, so she just lets that aggression out. <laughs> yeah. Tell you, man, I'm telling you, I hold pads for a lot of people, and she kicks like a mule. <laughs> like, she... <laughs> I felt a few of the, probably more punches as a kid. Uh, yeah, man. Well, maybe not as many kicks. Oh, man, so. well, these days, man, I tell you, <laughs> kicks and elbows, she... Uh, she goes for it, man. That's what I love about her. Like, I don't, I don't do a lot of personal training these days because I don't really need to do it anymore so much financially. So, um, like, I can choose who I work with rather than, you know, just take anyone in kind of thing. Right. So, uh, I, I, I choose to work with Amanda because, you know, she, I mean, she's an awesome person anyway, but, like, she goes after it, man, on those pads. I tell you, man, she would knock people out if you guys, if you guys were drinking one night. And you guys got in a fight. I tell you, if Amanda was there, you'd be all right. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and she was showing me too one day, like how to throw, because you'll see like, 
how people throw elbows and I was yeah. like throwing one. She was like, no, 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 you're doing that completely yeah. wrong. Yeah. She's like, throw me how to do it. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. There's a whole lot more force behind yeah, it. Yeah. There's a lot of technique to it, man. Like yeah. all these, yeah, everything striking. Um, there's so much technique to it, man. You know, like, and people don't, people don't understand that. Maybe they do more these days because there's a lot more combat sports on TV and pay-per-view and stuff. But like the skill of a stand-up fighter, you know, is, is, uh, you know, it's a lot. Like you've got to have that pinpoint accuracy, you know, it's uh, it's great kickboxing in general. Muay Thai, I, I love watching it. I'm not so much of a boxing fan. I know you'll be, you oh, know, it might not be nice to hear that for you, but no, it's all right. I'm dying for May second. Really? Dying See, for I'm it. Just, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just, I'm not a huge boxing fan. I feel like after people like like Mike Tyson for me, like yeah. I, I, he's you know he's my favorite boxer of all time. You know, yeah, he's the best. Uh, yeah, he is because he was just a killer, just like yeah. just like with jujitsu. You know, I'm talking about like it's exciting because you have to go for it. Like he would go and just destroy people. You know, yeah, and that's what I loved about it. It, it wasn't. He did that one man show where he described his thought process walking into the ring. Yeah, and it was like holy shit. He yeah. becomes like a just an animal. Yeah, you know? I got his a monster. Uh, I got his autobiography on an uh, audiobook. Um, oh yeah, and it is amazing. He reads like the first and last chapters, but. Um, in fact, no. Does he read all of that? Oh, he reads. He reads a majority of it, um, but uh, it's it's brilliant. Like when he's talking about, like he's listening. He puts on that uh, Phil Collins track, you know, and he's <laughs> like, "I can feel it coming." And like he says, like he's walking down. He's just like, as he gets to the ring, he's just getting stronger and stronger and more confident. And then once he gets in there, that's it. It's over, man. It's just yeah. over. And then he's like looking in the guy's eyes, and like he's just looking for something. The guy blinks, and he's like, "Oh, you're done." You know, I mean, I'm like, what? That's yeah. like so first, psychological. First down. That's yeah. crazy, man. But I, th- I thought about it too because I always think about Mike Tyson's entrances, obviously, yeah. and I think about Rampage Jackson. Yeah. And like Rampage, I wouldn't have wanted. I met him at UFC 135 in Denver. Oh, really? I went to like their press conference and just got to shake his hand. You know, yeah. and I was like, he's not a big guy. Yeah. Like he's not, he's like five ten. Yeah. And he's like little. You know, he's. I was like this guy but you watch his youtube clip walking into the ring that big ass yeah, chain big on chain, yeah. doesn't like break eye contact from his opponent and it's like that intimidation factor is awesome yeah i like that yeah man they some guys are just are just built like that you know who i met who was the biggest human being i've ever met was um uh, oh man you're gonna be disgusted that i can't remember who this guy is he played for the nuggets big big star now he's in new york or something like that Carmelo, yeah, Carmelo, yeah, Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. That's bad, isn't it? I can't. I don't know any. I don't know anything about American sports. <laughs> and I'm on this podcast, but uh, he, uh, my wife was playing the. Uh, she was playing the national anthem at the Nuggets game, so uh, she played, and then we we walked off. And I guess like Carmelo had his own entrance. Is that right? Like the rest of the team came out. And then he gets, he was like right at the end or something yeah, like they that. they announced the players and he's like the last guy yeah. announced. Yeah. So I was walking, we were walking down to the dressing room. That's where like Mackenzie's, all her gear was. And uh, walked, I walked past this giant of a man and I looked up, man, and it was uh, Carmelo. And I was like, oh, I was like, all right, man. He's like, hey, great job. And I was like, no, no, I, I didn't play it. But he was already running out to the court <laughs> by that time. I was like, all right, well, thanks, man. Yeah. But he was, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's big and he's not even like, huge for an nba player well, I mean, he what, is but yeah, that's what someone was telling me like I, i've been to a couple of those games and like i didn't realize that they were so big like yeah they are enormous human beings 
Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. think they're supposed to be that big. Especially like, for, like, the way they can move. Uh, yeah, man, know? they've got that agility. It's different from football, you know, because football, you know, well, I don't know. Which football, I don't know. Are, which football American, are you talking about? Well, American football. <laughs> I should say American football. Yeah. Not real football where you <laughs> kick the ball with your foot, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, those guys are a huge. Concussion-driven league where we're you know trying to see how far we can stretch uh, the human brain. I tell you what, man. Right, American football. Here's the thing, I, I, I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I've only ever watched, uh, uh, let's see, three full games. Really? In my life, yeah. There's probably people out there who are like, how? I know, I know. This is the wrong. This is the wrong podcast for me, man. <laughs> They're just turning off right now. No, so I watched the Broncos in the Super Bowl final. In the Super Bowl, is that what it's against the, the Seahawks? Bowl? Yeah, against the Seahawks, and they got that was the first game I ever watched <laughs> from start to finish, and yeah. they got absolutely destroyed. Yeah, and I was, was like, all right, I was like, all right, and then the next game I watched was the same two teams, and then there was one mo- other game that I watched. I can't remember where that one was, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, they're they're big boys as well. I tell you, oh man, it's unbelievable. You meet football players in person, and it's like, yeah, they look like a computer created. Yeah, thing. But they're, you know, yeah. I think I feel like a lot of them are taking those Mexican supplements, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, they could be for sure, <laughs> especially from like just talking to guys that played football when they go from like high school to college. Yeah, like they get so much bigger and so much stronger in like the first two years. Yeah, and, I mean your body obviously is still growing at that point, but just listen to the stories of like the weight room and like the muscle mass they accrue, and it's like, yeah, that's how can that, you get stronger? You were in high school; you're the strongest person I ever saw. Yeah, you know? that's one of the main <laughs> things I've noticed: the differences. So at home, like we were talking about how I could do my job at home, it's different. Like, I feel like uh, here, like high school kids, I don't maybe even middle school kids, but high school kids, like if they're like half decent at wrestling or football, like it's like all right, it's one hundred percent. Like you're in, like you have to, like you're going for it kind of thing. And like, it's at home. I think it's less of a not pressure but uh, like it's like ah oh, do you want to do that well I do if you want but here it's like if your kid's good at something it's like oh he's doing it like you know if he's good at football it's like let's get him in the NFL or yeah. stuff like that maybe that's a, a bad stereotype but I feel like there's a lot of drive in kids that probably you know comes from the parents but like wrestlers especially that's the most experience I've got with those guys like the wrestlers that come in on jiu-jitsu Matt, man they've got that work ethic is insane yeah like I think even the I've listened to a lot of you know Joe and Eddie Bravo talk about that weight cutting, you know, like well, how we don't really know what that does to the body. Right? Yeah, I, that's one. Good. Yeah, and that's one of the things. Like, I am not for that for kids. Kids weight cutting, like in high school wrestling and stuff like that. I think that I do not think that should be happening when your body's not developed properly. Like you, you know, you don't not adults that don't have a fully developed body. You can't be putting yourself through that. Like that's I don't know. For me, time will tell. You know, um, but. You know, I just don't feel like that's healthy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have my boy doing that. If he was wrestling, I would get him to wrestle at his own weight. You know, yeah, uh, it's different for an adult. You know, like I cut weight for tournaments. I cut about twenty, twenty-five pounds, something like that. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I know my own body. I know it well. I know what I'm doing. You know, I know how I'm feeling. I can judge like if I need something, if I don't. So, yeah, it's different, man. Yeah, but those wrestling kids that come in are disciplined huh? I tell you man <laughs> well and they're just like oh they're non-stop you know because jiu-jitsu is kind of relaxed you know like jiu-jitsu is all about being relaxed and using you know position leverage and technique to to defeat someone you know so it's like you can kind of relax and play jiu-jitsu 
whereas wrestling's like you know it's like go like Grr. yeah so when you have a wrestler you're like oh man it's a wrestler like when they get on top of you you're like oh geez this is not going to be i can't just relax here i have to actually work so you have to get that aggressive jiu-jitsu going so do you watch do you find yourself do you watch ufc like yeah man all the events like do you yeah i do i, you can I used to religiously watch every single one i used to drive my wife crazy man she would be like <laughs> You know, it'd be a Saturday night, and I'm like, all right, let's watch UFC. She'd be like, what? Because there is one on, like, every Saturday. Yeah, much. you know, so, like, I uh, yeah, I used to watch it religiously and really follow it closely, but nowadays, like, there's so much of it on. Like, there's fights every, seems like every week, every two weeks. It, I just, I can't keep up with it, you know. I'll watch the big fights for sure, and I'll watch a lot of highlights here and there on Fight Pass. I've got that UFC Fight Pass. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll watch the main pay-per-views and stuff like that for sure, just to keep things up. I, I've been thinking about this and i don't know if it holds any weight but i think about how they match guys up like conor mcgregor's the next big thing yeah. right he's had one or two fights against like fairly high level guys yeah you know or I, just one and now he has a title fight yeah. it's like is that way too rushed of a process because they're trying to get these guys while they're still undefeated and give them some fame or I don't, uh, I don't it's know. probably a bit of both man you know like i i love conor mcgregor i do i love him man like yeah <laughs> he is a crazy crazy bastard but uh i love him um but you know he's he's one of those guys like he's got a remarkable talent he's he's one of those rare guys that talks crazy but then actually backs up in the ring he hasn't fought the highest level of competition yet um you know his last fight against dennis siever you know was like you know dennis siever i I think he's retired now but yeah so i mean you know he was getting old he's got that siever's got that old kickboxing style you know he's just like very rigid and just snapping those kicks up um and connor went right through him but you know yeah i i don't i i'll be interested to see how he does against like a chad mendez or someone like that a wrestler to see if he can withstand that apparently he's got good jiu-jitsu so i don't know but um it's definitely the whole him and aldo thing i mean you know dana white's just rubbing his hands this is an absolute cash cow man <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. so like it's i mean it's genius marketing the the way they're doing a the world tour and stuff like that Cause even you if you had like if you had connor you know if he didn't fight aldo for three more fights and he loses one of those yeah then the luster of yeah exactly the wonder lid wonder kid superstar versus yeah. you know well it's like uh, well it's like um mayweather and pacquiao you know it's like everyone's still waiting for the fight. For me, like I think it's about six years too late. Oh yeah, you know easily. Um, but still, it's the two of them fighting. But Pacquiao's been knocked out, you know. So there is a bit of a tarnish on it, you know. There's not, it's not, yeah, it's not exactly the same as it was when they were both like undefeated and both like just smashing through people. Um, but so yeah, I think if Conor got beat and then I, there would definitely be some uh, hype taken away, but. You know, as it stands, have you seen any of the World Tour, the Embedded series? I have. Oh man, you should, you should check I gotta it out. Watch it. It's just like going around different big cities all over the world, and Conor McGregor's just like he's just in Aldo's face, and he's just like saying <laughs> all this crazy stuff, and he's just but he's getting under his skin. You can see it. You can see him getting under the skin, and I feel like that's going to be an advantage for him. Really? Yeah, I yeah. do because huh. no one's ever really tra- treated Aldo that way. Um, and Aldo's a phenomenal fighter, like a fantastic champion. But th- this seems different. I think I think uh, McGregor is trying to get under his skin so Aldo just comes out swinging and he can maybe work with that rather than, you know, Aldo right, he really usually measures his leg kicks, you know. He, he'll go to that takedowns, he'll do those flying knees, but it's all measured and calculated. Yeah. He never really goes, like, berserk. 
but I think Connor wants him to go berserk or something. I can't figure out what the ex exact game plan is, but there's something going on anyway because he's trying to get inside his head. It's wild. I wonder if he would do that if, if he's just always going to do that. That's just his style, or yeah. if he's just going to pick and choose. Yeah, you know, he I tries think, to irritate. Well, I think he's going to try. <laughs> I think he wants to try and be. You know, the thing with the UFC because I heard there's something like 500 fighters on the roster these days, or something like that. Yeah, it's insane. Which is a lot. So I mean, how are you going to make a name for yourself? You know, like if you're just the 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 old school respectful martial artist, and you know you're beating people, but you're not like you're not playing making any head. Game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you're not making any headlines. You know, it's how do you make your way up the ladder that quick? You know, the only reason, maybe not the only reason, but I mean, McGregor's phenomenal, but one of the reasons he's made his way up so quick is because, you know, he like talks and talks and talks. All his interviews, he's like, oh, I've, I've got a vision of this, I've got a vision of that. He's going to go in one, you know, I'm going to knock him out in yeah. one round. And then he does it, you know. And <laughs> that's like, you know, you haven't seen that a lot since like, you know, since Tyson or since someone like that, you know, yeah. who's like, no, I'm going to knock this person out now. <laughs> So it's interesting, you know. We'll see. You know, we'll see what happens with Aldo. I feel like if he gets beat by Aldo, I don't know what happens then. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he'll still be in the UFC, but I don't know what exactly will happen. I was trying to think of the guy that came up recently. I'm thinking, was it Dan Hardy? He used to have that, like a red yeah, mohawk. Yeah, the English guy. Yeah, yeah. Dan Hardy. Like, like he kind of came in that same way where he was like a real brash talker, yeah, he was knockout knocking, guy. Yeah, he was knocking people out, and, and then he lost then, like three or four in a row or something yeah, well, terrible. He was knocking people out, and he was doing great. And uh, and then he came up against GSP, and then psh, at over. that point in time, and I mean nobody was G beating GSP. No, was that uh, was that UFC 100? No, no, no. That that wasn't UFC 100. That was. Uh, um, Tiago, uh, what's his name? Pitbull. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Tiago Alves? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. UFC 100. But yeah, Dan Hardy, yeah, he came up against GSP and, you know, George just took him down and just mauled him. That's kind of where I've started to wonder because I know that I felt like that guy was just same thing. It was like, who is this guy? Why is Why are they focusing all this attention on him? Wow, now he has a title fight. Yep. Wow, now he's a nobody. But and he was, it was like that was such a flash in the pan. He was doing kind of the same thing. He was trying to get under George's skin, if you remember it. All the interviews, he was like saying this and that, and yeah. talking a lot, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, and then I guess you know after he got knocked out by uh, Carlos Condit, I think that was I think that was it. It's toast. So I think he's I think he's still under contract. I think he still wants to fight again. But I know he's doing a lot more commentary and stuff like that. He's actually pretty good at it. I think he does a lot of commentary for the UK channels. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. So for the UFC events. Um, so, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's a cool guy, man. Um, but, yeah, I, d I don't think he'll ever get back to his, his best. You looking forward to uh, John Jones and Anthony Rumble Johnson? Yeah, man. Uh, Chael Sonnen was saying on, on Twitter or something like that the other day that he guarantees that that fight's not going to happen. So I don't really? know. What, yeah, I don't know what that means. It was very cryptic, but he was like, "I guarantee it doesn't happen." This fight, who knows? It's chill, son, and knows. You never know what's going on with that guy. I really but, hope he's wrong because yeah, man. I, you know what? I truly, truly feel like like Johnson can do it. Yeah, I feel. Like, I feel. I feel like Anthony Johnson can win it. I can't. There's certain guys. Uh, Floyd Mayweather's one of them. John Jones is one of them. There's just been certain guys that I just for some reason just root against yeah and it doesn't even hardly matter who they fight but i do really like anthony johnson yeah he's got a cool story of well i don't know if it's a cool story it's kind of a terrible story of trying to cut weight never making oh, weight. oh man that was the worst that's that weight cutting it's crazy he was going down to 170 yeah I from mean, like 225 dropped, or yeah, 230 man. that is like <laughs> that is insane Losing like, like that 70 is, pounds that, for a fight oh god 
no wonder he got you know and that last one against Vitor Belfort when he was trying to cut that he, that I mean that was at middleweight 185 so 15 pounds above welterweight and he cut to middleweight and he, he didn't make the cut and then uh, Vitor knocked him out I think or yeah I think he knocked him out yeah and then then he got cut and then uh, he's came back at a 205er and he's phenomenal I mean he's, he's knocking just, people out man he looks he looks like he's made of steel oh yeah he's hum- he looks yeah. like a superhero he does man he's humongous but like uh, he's terrifying I mean he ran he killed uh, Gustafson yeah. Gustafson oh yeah. yeah man I mean it wasn't even close yeah it wasn't and that's the thing and I didn't and, feel like it was going to be close either yeah and Gustafson took Jones to a decision you know so who knows what's going to happen there you, you do you not like Jones I don't like him at yeah. all I can't stand him I don't <laughs> know why it was I think it was when he fought uh, well it was when he fought Rampage like when I went this is probably totally biased in my opinion, but when I went to their press conference, press conference gets over, and John Jones and a couple other fighters immediately just left, just oh, really? took off. And there was a lot of fans there too, and Rampage and Josh Koscheck stayed for like a half hour to 45 minutes, yeah. took pictures, signed autographs. I just felt, I don't know, there's just something with John Jones where I feel like he's kind of a fake person. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Part, he's a good like, villain or something. Yeah, because at the start of his career, it was all like, he was all talking, you know, like God and Jesus and all this kind of stuff. And then, like, maybe about three fights in, four fights in, he kind of stopped saying that and, like, became like... Oh, really? Yeah, do you remember? Because he's got that tattoo and he was always, like, like thanking Jesus after his fights and stuff like that, which is fair enough, you know? Like, that's fine. But then, like, he seemed like he stopped doing it after he started getting really successful. Yeah. Like, he was like, you know, I can do things, all things through God and blah, blah, blah. And then... uh he uh, yeah, he stopped doing that. I think after like the, I don't know if it was the Machida fight or the Shogun fight or something like that, where he's like really on top. So he was like, ah, he's like, I can do it myself, you know. Now <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you know. I got this. But uh, yeah, he's a strange, strange guy, man. And then the whole, you know, the whole uh, the cocaine thing and checked himself into rehab for one night. And I don't know, it's weird, man. He's yeah. he, he's definitely got some stuff going on. I I don't get it, but I. I am a fan of him as a fighter, but as a person, not not too much of a big fan. I would say I'm a fan as in I like watching him fight. I don't really care if he was if he's champion or not. Yeah. I'd, I'd like Anthony Johnson to win the fight, to be honest with you, because I, I really like him. I'd like him to kind of cement his comeback legacy, winning the title. You know, that's like almost like a fairy tale thing. You know, it really would be. It'd yeah, be, it's got, a great story. Got cut from the UFC because he couldn't make weight. You know, Dana White was calling him an unprofessional guy and all this kind of stuff. He got cut and then comes back and wins a title. You know, like, that's that's awesome, man. That's Especially a movie. That's just, a movie in the waiting. Yeah, no doubt. Especially if he knocks Jones out. Yeah, man. <laughs> You'd love that, wouldn't you? It'd be great. You'd love It'd that. Be great. Uh, <laughs> that's but, what I'm rooting for, too, with that, that Manny Pacquiao fight is, you know, I'm like, I don't know how that'll go. You know, and I'm like, yeah. man, I don't want to. I don't want to see Floyd do his usual, try to outpoint the guy. Yeah, well, but I feel like know. Floyd almost has. I, I say this all the time, but I feel like now this might be the guy that actually forces him because he doesn't want to just fight. outpoint Pacquiao. Yeah. yeah, if he knocks him out, then boom, conversation's yeah. over. Yeah, absolutely. But then it's like if he's going to open up, you know, Manny's so crafty and he's got such heavy hands. I feel like. I feel like he could knock him out. Yeah, I, you never but I don't know, know if it's just hope or if it's a feeling. You know? I don't know. I don't like Mayweather either. I don't <laughs> like the guy. But I'm just not a big boxing guy. I just I, I'm always talking to your sister about this actually because I'm always talking about Mike Tyson because yeah. I, I, you know I love him. I love the guy. Um, but I feel like after him, there's never been anyone like him. You know, there's been some great champions, Lennox Lewis and 
you know, people like that. But I just can't get into boxing. There's too much clinching going on. There's too much, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't know what it is. I just can't get into it anymore. I, can't, I find it really hard to watch like a 12-round fight, you know. But you can watch like if there's like a jiu-jitsu tournament where it's, oh, yeah, but still watch. you want to see a submission finish. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If yeah. it's just like, if it's gi jiu-jitsu, like when they're wearing the gi, sometimes that can get pretty boring. You know, and that's why, you know, the EBI thing, that's what they're trying to get it on TV. They're trying to make it exciting so it comes on TV. Right. But you're never going to put, you know, jiu-jitsu on TV when it's just gi, like, you know, fighting per, for position. Yeah. You know, like... People want to see I don't even want. I don't even want to watch that. And I, I love jiu-jitsu, you know. <laughs> like, I don't even want to watch that on the TV. I probably wouldn't watch it if it was on. But if I knew something's on where people are going for the kill and trying to finish and, you know, um, that I'll watch that all day. Yeah, and that's kind of that's the other thing too with this with the Jones Johnson fight is there's that, you know that I don't know if it's I was thinking about this on the way over is it hope that a guy's gonna get knocked out like man I hope that he catches him and knocks him out you know yeah. or is it's like with that fight it feels like well that's probably gonna happen yeah it, and it's probably gonna ha- I would think it's probably gonna happen to John I don't know because if it, I don't know if he hits him one time it's like dude that guy's he's got like lunchbox like, hand. oh yeah. man. He's yeah, humongous, man. dude. Yeah, if he if he if he clips you in the right place, yeah, you're you're gonna go down. Yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's hard to see any knockout sometimes. Right. Have you ever seen? Have you ever been at live fights? Yeah, you, I went to one thirty five, the Jones Rampage one. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were saying. Yeah, when you see someone get knocked out like in real life, it's uh, it's it can be scary, man. I remember yeah. back in the day, back in Scotland, so. We were about, probably still are, but we were about like oh, at least five, ten years behind the, you know, behind what was going on in the U.S. So we were still like cages just getting set up, you know, people shaking the cages from outside and stuff like that. Really? Just people like, <laughs> like kill him, kill him, you know. So like it was like, <laughs> sound like th- an American. When yeah. You said if you that. think about, uh, like, if you think about snatch, all that kind of stuff, you know, those boxing fights, like, still kind of in that that era. Um, but uh, really. I mean, That's not to that, not to that extent, <laughs> but definitely somewhere between that and what's going on in the states, you know. But uh, I always remember uh, uh, my uh, my coach out there, um, Chris Carmichael. He uh, he was fighting on this card. He was fighting some French guy. Yeah. And uh, another French guy was over as well, like the other one's teammate, and he was fighting a guy, and that guy got knocked out in like four seconds, and with this like shin to the face. And I'll always remember the sound of it. This like, and it was just like right on the neck, and the guy went out, and he was unconscious for like, I swear it felt like about seven or eight minutes, and like everyone was sitting, everyone sitting around was like, oh man, like, uh, did, did this did this guy just die? You know? Yeah. Like it was, it's crazy, man. So see, seeing a knockout is like, oh man. Did that one recently in the on the Ultimate Fighter TV show? Like a few seasons ago, yeah, Uriah Hall. Yeah, Uriah Hall had that head kick. I couldn't oh, even watch the replay. Man. I was like, I don't want to see that again. Oh, that man. was wild. That was insane. Like you were wait- I was waiting for him to do that all season. You know, you're waiting to yeah. see that big knockout, and then you see it, and you're like immediately disgusted by it. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's, yes, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that guy man. was down for a while too. Like, yeah, he was out. He was out cold, man. That's oh man, it's rough. That is rough. That's the thing about jujitsu, you know. You choke a guy, and then like since they just you know you just tap, you know if you're getting choked and you're like, all right, I know if I don't tap, in the next like four or five seconds I'm going to go unconscious here. Yeah. You just tap, and then it's like, all right, cool, and then you shake hands, and everyone's cool again. You know that's the beauty of jujitsu, man. Like in the gym, like there's no, I mean there's no egos. There's like maybe five percent 
of the people in there maybe have an ego, but in jiu-jitsu, most people are pretty... When you go in and train, like, the first day you're in, your ego's either going to go away completely or you're not going to come back. It's usually like that because you go in there, if you don't know anything about jiu-jitsu and you go in there and you're a big, tough guy and you're wearing a tap-out t-shirt and all that, and you get this, like, skinny little nerd in there, that skinny nerd will just choke you unconscious, like, quickly, or, like, you know, dislocate some kind of, like, you know, limb of yours. So, you know, pe- some people can't handle that. Some people think that, are under the illusion that if you're big and strong, then you can fight, you know, but um, that's why I love jiu-jitsu, you know, it's, it's, it's basically just a bunch of nerds, you know. It's like a bunch of nerds who just want to learn how to choke people better. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like learning chess for the human anatomy. You see it all the time when you watch fights, you know, you see, like, and that was the whole thing behind the Gracie brothers, you know, yeah. and they're beating these guys that are as big, like Tank Abbott or something, yeah. you, know, you see them get, like, choked out, and you're like, wow, a lot of these, even a lot of the UFC champions aren't, like, you know, they're not bodybuilders by, yeah. any, by any means. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what you see, you know, you look like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Well, Cain, you know, Cain Velasquez, for a heavyweight, isn't really that big, you know, yeah, but his wrestling all. technique and stuff like that is phenomenal, but... Yeah, man, technique always overcomes, always overcomes. The only time it doesn't is if you are matched 100% technique for technique, then that's when strength comes into play and the advantage of strength and condition and stuff like that. But, yeah, man, that's, you know, that's what back in the day, man, back when, uh, you know, Helio Gracie was, you know, fighting, you know, when he just really pushing jiu-jitsu around the world, he would fight the biggest guys ever, you know, like, and he was just a little old man, you know. Yeah. And, uh... You know, you was still beating them just with technique, and that's the that's the beauty of jujitsu. It's so good. Do you watch? Uh, are you a Ronda Rousey fan? Uh, yeah, man, I am absolutely. Yeah. She is. Uh, she's something else, man. She's another one of those people where she was on as a coach on Tough. Uh, yeah, I just I couldn't stand. Yeah, her. I I'd, I didn't really watch much of that, but I saw some clips, and I was like, uh, I. Ruined I it. don't know. Yeah, well, I feel like she's trying to. <laughs> she's already said that she wants to go into movies and TV and stuff like that. So I don't know if she was just trying to like do this kind of. I don't know what she was doing, but uh, you know. And then I guess she was. Seems at, like she's just a crazy person. She that was has at, like an ultra competitive nature where she just hates everyone that she's yeah, competing against. Yeah, all she the was time. At, she was at WrestleMania the other day. Did you see that clip? Yeah, she wrestled like with, she, with the Rock or uh, against yeah, him or with something. the Rock or something. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. But apparently, she, you know, she, I guess she's in a. What the movies she's in? She's in that uh, with Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Expendables. Expendables. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. in that. I think she might be in this new Fast with and Furious 7, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she's... But at the same a, time, as I'd a be fight. trying to get that money, too. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely, like, man. I could be yeah. in the movies? Yeah, yes, man. Yes, please. Of course you would. Anyone who <laughs> says they wouldn't is it? oh, man, you're not talking sense. If <laughs> Sylvester Stallone came up to me, he's like, uh, hey, man. Hey, you want to come and be in a movie? I'm like, I'd be like, absolutely. Dude, 100%. All of your movies. I yeah, know. of course you would. You don't would. have to pay me. Of course well, you would, take a man. little bit of the paycheck. You don't even have to be good at acting. <laughs> just come and do it. I'm like, of course, man. Yeah. Just tell me what you want me to do, you know? Um, so I can't, I can't really fault athletes at all for doing that kind no, of stuff. No, not at man. all. Like, that's of awesome. Course Commercials, not. I don't care if they're if I got Peyton Manning singing insurance jingles, you know? Yeah, man. It doesn't if, matter. Absolutely not, man. You know, if you're, if people, you know, are going to pay you to use your image or whatever, you know, I mean, I guess to an extent, depends what you're it depends <laughs> yeah. what it would be, you know. I mean, I would draw the line at a couple of things, you know, like, I don't know. I'm not going to be out there for, like, Shell Oil. Yeah, there you, you go. Know? There you go. I'm not going to be a <laughs> spokesperson for Shell. <laughs> exactly. You know, or, I don't know, whatever else. But, yeah. Products man. you don't you Yeah, don't products. Like, like, I'm not going to do a Snickers commercial. If it was, oh, I don't know about that. I like, a, good, I like a Snickers now and then. Those are good. I don't know about that one. <laughs> but, uh, 
No, uh, yeah, I don't know what, but cigarettes. if you if you're not gonna yeah, be the Marlboro man, yeah, or the blue blue cigarettes, <laughs> that guy. Who's that actor? Yeah. That does that? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that what's guy? his name? He was in Blade. I can see him. He was a bad guy in Blade. He was terrible. I can't remember what his name is now. He's got a terrible name. He looks too. like Christian Slater, but it's not Christian Slater. Yeah. He looks like him. Guy, I can't remember. His yeah, name. I don't know, I'm but uh, he uh, he uh, yeah, he does those blue cigarettes, um, but. What is that guy's name? I don't know, man. I can't. <laughs> I don't even know what else he's in apart from the first Blade. I don't know. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, he. Uh, yeah, he's walking around smoking those blue cigarettes. Anyway, but if you're an athlete, man, yeah, I think if 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 you get, you know, if someone's going to pay me to put my face on something and it's not like offensive to my family, then yeah, man, I'll do it for sure. Stephen Dorf. Stephen Dorf. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. What else has he been in? Blade's the only one I can think of. He was in a weird movie. He was in like a bunch of stuff when he was younger, like a little bit right. younger. And then I saw him in some movie where he was in like a, he was like this, like a Hollywood divorced dad that had this kid uh, that got yeah. dropped off on his lap. So he's like playing himself. I feel like he's a morph. He's a morph between Christian Slater and Ethan Hawke. Yeah. I feel like if you put those two faces together, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would get <laughs> and, you like, would get and they all have like this, almost the same amount of success. It's like <laughs> Ethan Hawke's probably the best. Right, and then Christian Slater's probably just under him, and then yeah. Stephen Dorff's like, if you're making your movie and you have like fifty thousand left, you're like, well, shit, Christian Slater won't do it for that. Yeah, my wife met Christian Slater on uh, on uh, Leno, and uh, she uh, she said he was dreamy, but whatever. really, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know. Whatever. She doesn't know. There's that certain generation where he was like the dreamboat yeah, dude. Man. He was the Zach Braff or the Leo DiCaprio, whomever else. Who's Zach Braff? You don't know Zach Braff? No. Oh, not Zach Braff. Zach Efron is what I was thinking. Oh, right, Zach right, Braff yeah, is the yeah. guy from uh, Scrubs. You ever watched Scrubs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Big nose white dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who's the other one? Zach Efron. He's in the vampire movies, right? Or is that him? No, he's in... Uh, did you see Neighbors? No. Have you seen... Oh, right. with With your man... Uh, what's the other guy in that? With the curly hair? Oh, God. God, the funny guy. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Uh, yeah. No, I've not seen it. Is it funny? It's good. Yeah. Zach Efron's like the head bad guy in it. Right. Or whatever, the bad neighbor. But, but he's yeah. pretty good. He's kind of like, and that's how Christian Slater was growing up. Like, he was like the next big thing that never quite well, happened. Well, yeah, man. He was in, he was in, Ke- he was Kevin Costner's brother in Robin Hood. Yeah. I mean, you don't get much bigger than that. No. If you're going to push him, <laughs> they try to push his acting boundaries. Like, it listen, did. man, Kevin Costner's in this movie. You need to be his brother. He's like Eddie Bravo. They're just like putting him in everything, trying to force him on you, like his music. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gotta listen to this. Like, I don't want to see any more Christian Leighton. If you see Christian Leighton in a preview or something, you know it's gonna be a shitty movie. Yeah, I would probably go along with that as a as a <laughs> reference. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, you don't see previews for his movies. Though. They're all like no, just they're all DVD. straight to DVD. Yeah, yeah. Or, or straight to or straight to Netflix. Stream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not made for it, Netflix. Just no, straight no, to no. Netflix. Yeah, exactly. They just yeah. pick it up. I tell you, man, Netflix, they make some good stuff. Have you seen, I just finished up uh, a show called Bloodline. No. It was good. I made, my sister made Amanda watch like three, the last three or four episodes on Sunday. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it was really good. Yeah. It's cool. about like a, it's a family that owns a resort in Key West. And there's like a black sheep brother that comes back to the family. And the whole thing revolves oh. around like him versus the family kind of. Oh, sounds but interesting. It's pretty good. Last thing I watched that Netflix made was uh, Derek. Did you see that? I don't think it was huge here. It was uh, Ricky Gervais. You know him? Called Rick? Derek? Yeah. I know so, Ricky Gervais. But yeah, from The Office. That, um, well, he, he's 
I'll watch anything he makes. He's one of the funniest humans alive. But he made this one called Derek, and he's it's like set in an old folks' home, and uh, it's like equal parts sad and funny. But it was brilliant. It was genius. Oh, Just yeah. two seasons. You should check it out, man. It's good. I might have to watch that one. That sounds interesting. I like those ones that have some comedy and some like drama to them too. Yeah, I'm more of just a comedy. Yeah. I'm not really big on, I'm not big on emotions or. <laughs> I, have, I have two or, older sisters, so I, oh, I blame all yeah, my sensitivity that. on that. Yeah, I was just brothers, man. That's the thing. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, before I had a kid, I never, I never used to share a tear at movies or anything like that. And then after I had my my little boy, like I'd be watching like. Uh, uh, like the biggest loser or something like that you know and then like, yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> like he's doing it for his family you know <laughs> he's doing it for his family <laughs> I'm like why am I why am I crying at this oh man he's away from his kids for six weeks exactly you know and then he meets his kid again they film and they're like hugging him like <gasps> I can get my arms around you now yeah. pa I'm way exactly <laughs> I'm waking my kid out of his bed like come here Oh, man. Let me hug your kid. That's what you always hear, too. Like, all my buddies that have kids are like, their whole life changes after the kid's born. Yeah, man. It, yeah, it, it does. It does. But you but got like to. You, like, you want you, it to. You yeah. Know, it. But you got to be cool with it, man. Like, there's a lot of people who, who have kids and then, like, they just, like, throw up some walls and, like, that's it. Like, a part of their life is over. And then they're moving on to part two kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But, like, you can't, you can't be doing that, man. You know? You can't, like lose your friends and stuff like that I know a lot of people who did that man had kids and then they just change into a completely like different person who doesn't hang out anymore and doesn't do stuff yeah but so, so you but think it, at some point when you have your, your kid and he starts shooting like three pointers really well you're gonna like push him towards basketball you're gonna be a true American I tell you what push right, him here, towards I tell, <laughs> sport <laughs> I tell you this he, he's actually good at uh, baseball so I'm going to put him in that. What's the one where it's just like the little kids do it? It's on a stick. T-ball. T-ball. Yeah. He's only three, you know, but uh, I'll throw I'll throw the ball and he'll hit it with his little plastic baseball bat. And he's he's pretty good, man. He can hit it like about nine out of ten times. Yeah. He'll hit it pretty well. And uh, so I might take him to do that. He already did. He does karate just now. And we put him in jiu-jitsu. He can't do jiu-jitsu until he's four. But, you know... I'll be a I'll be a typical parent and I'll push that on him as hard as I can yeah. until he breaks. <laughs> <laughs> until he breaks. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Nah, whatever he wants to do, man. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know anything about America. I don't. I don't know basketball. I don't know much about it. I know that's like sacrilege to you. I've been to like three, two or three basketball games. I quite enjoyed them, but at the same time, like going to games here. It's more it's entertainment as well. There's so much other things going on. You don't really have to pay attention to the basketball game. Right. It's like every yeah. time it stops, it's like do 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 do, and oh <laughs> whatever. There's a blimp going around throwing out, you know, handbags yeah. or something. It's only and been uh, like that for like 20 or 25 years. Like it didn't really? used to be that way. Right, because well, where I'm from, like you know, so in Glasgow, uh, there's two football teams or soccer teams uh, for you guys, but. Uh, there's the the city is kind of split into Catholic and Protestant in Glasgow, and the Protestant team are uh, Rangers, and the Catholic team are Celtic, and then that's just the way it is. You're one or the other. There's no in betweens. You're one yeah. or the other. Um, so depending on which way you grew up and stuff like that, depends on the team you support. And there, these days it's not so bad, but there used to be some. I mean, it was wild. If you ever watched like, you know, Green Street Hooligans and all those kind of football movies, oh, yeah. it was pretty close to that it was like wild like Green Street wild. Hooligans is a great movie yeah man so I uh, 
I grew up going to the Rangers games and, and doing all that stuff, but it's intense. Like, you sit down and you watch and you, like, you know, like, there's no messing about, you know. It's <laughs> like you're watching that game and you're 100% committed, you know, you to, w- chance? To, to what's happening on the pitch, you know. Yeah. So, you know, when I moved over here, the, no, when I came over to visit, one of the first times I came over here, um, my brother took me to a Rapids game and they were still playing at uh, Invesco at that point. Or right. was it called? Yeah, I think yeah. it was Invesco. It was Invesco at that point. They were still playing there, the Rapids. And I was like, oh, he was like, you might go to a football game. I'm like, oh, brilliant. So we went there and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm ready to like give it, give it loads and shout at the players and all that kind of stuff. And then we sit down, it's just like all families and kids. And I'm like, oh, like what's going on here? <laughs> and then it was, you know, like the guys come over the thing like, oh, it's a Rocky Mountain corner kick. You know, and I'm like, what is going on, man? And uh, at that point, I was like, oh, things are different here. Like it's less... It's less intense, uh, and, and to be honest, it's quite nice. You know, it's nice that it's it's entertainment. <laughs> that you're not fearing for your life. Yeah, man. You know, because like, I mean, so if you go to the football on a Saturday uh, at home, so you go to the Rangers game, so it kickoffs at like three o'clock, maybe three p.m. So you'll go up for a couple of pints beforehand. You'll have a couple of drinks or whatever, then go in the game, and it's like ninety minutes of solid, just intense, intense pressure. Depends who they're playing, but especially like the old firm, which is what we call Rangers versus Celtic when those when our two teams played together it's like insane it's insane um, <laughs> so I, I mean I don't know who who's the Broncos who's their biggest like, like the Chiefs or the Raiders the Chiefs so yeah the Raiders no one likes them right from right. Colorado <laughs> yeah. so yeah imagine that times a thousand intensity times a hundred Green Street hooligans you know, and then that's like that's like what's going on in a in a Celtic Rangers game, Rangers Celtic. So uh, it's it's wild, man. It's so intense. So when you come out of that into like a family atmosphere, like going to the Rapids game, I was like, oh man, this is so nice. You're not gonna have to punch one of the twelve year olds sitting around <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like I've I wondered st- that too with with basketball players that have been coming over, like the Nuggets just drafted a guy this past year named Yusuf Nurkic from out of Bosnia. Right. He was playing in a Russian league last year. And I've wondered if those crowds, because you'll see them on you know tapes or if you watch one of those games, they're almost as intense. It feels like than than like they're like soccer crowds, but completely different than NBA crowds over here. Right. So I always wonder if those players are disappointed, like when they come over here and they're like, "Oh, what is this? Yeah, kind of, I don't this know. is a where, weird." Where did you say he's from? Uh, he's from Bosnia. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then he like played in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for intensity, that's the country you want to go to. You know, yeah, like definitely. Russia in general. Like, is is uh, you know, that's something else, man. But I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't know what it's like over there going to see a game. I imagine it would be the worst because you're just sitting in the cold all day in the <laughs> right. snow. Like at home, we've got like horizontal rain, so the rain comes at you from the front. It doesn't come down from the sky. It comes from the front and hits you in the face. Because there's so much wind, you know, and uh, but I mean in Russia, man, it's snowing all the time. Those those Russians, man, they're something else. Yeah, they're like machines. But I've wondered that, you know, like is it a different environment? And then, like, were you disappointed overall in the Rapids experience? Um, I uh, was a disappointed. I don't think I was disappointed. I think I was just surprised. I was maybe just I was like, oh, this is at first, and maybe I was disappointed because maybe I was hoping for a little bit more. Like, get a pint, you know, drink half of it and then throw it at someone, you know, or something. (laughs) (laughs) And then, then, uh, that that wasn't really... Drink uh, half a beer, chuck it to somebody. That's it. But uh, but yeah, that didn't didn't happen. And uh, 
<laughs> no, I enjoyed it, man. It, it's good. And nowadays, like, I like it because I can take my kid. Like, if I want to take my kid to a game, I can take my kid to a game. I know it's not going. He's not going to hear like crazy stuff. Yeah. He might hear bits and bobs, people shouting, but he's not going to hear anything like, like my brother moved is back in Scotland now, and like he wouldn't take my nephews to the games. No. Just, no, man. Like yeah. it's just it's too, it's too intense. It's, you know, especially in that environment with the with the religious divide between the teams. I mean, you hear some. You hear some stuff, man. You hear some pretty <laughs> bad stuff. So, yeah. yeah, it's different. But, I mean, I would take my kids. You know, I've t- I think I've taken Finlay to a Nuggets game, actually, before. Um, and then, yeah, I, I've been to most of the things. The only thing I've not been to here is the football. The you haven't been to a Broncos game? No, not yet. Your sister keeps <clears throat> saying, oh, she's like, she's always like, oh, I've got a ticket. You can have it, blah, blah, blah. Never gives me it. <laughs> Never gives me it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. I've been, uh, I've been to... Uh, but that one, like, I think if you go to a Broncos game, you'll have more of that. Because, like, if I was thinking, if I had a kid and if I was going to take him to a game, I'd probably go, yeah, Rapids first, and then probably a Nuggets game, and then Rockies, I'd feel super safe. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, Broncos and Avalanche. Avalanche, that's cool. Broncos, those, they can get pretty Is nasty Is it pretty there, intense? Man. Yeah. yeah. Like, I used to see when I was a kid, we saw Broncos fans dump beers on Raiders fans, and like, a little <laughs> kind of scuffle ensues. Yeah. And, yeah, you hear like more like ah, that's healthy. That's what you want. You want better, you know, yeah. Better. But and there's stuff you'd hear in the stands too, like between fans and even between Broncos fans, where like one yeah, guy gets way too drunk and starts talking shit to a guy yeah, next to him. And yeah, you're like, whoa, sure. this is crazy. Like yeah, it's, I, uh, it's the most reckless environment out of the sports. Yeah, I, I've still not been. I, I really would like to go to a game. I'd like to go and see what it's all about. The only reason I don't watch it and because I I like the game. Like I like it. I know all the rules now pretty much from playing the. Uh, madden yeah. on the ipad so i know pretty Perfect. much how the game works and like what the point of it is um, and how you win but the only reason i've not been to one i mean i mean the only reason i don't really watch it is because commercials on tv oh, yeah. i can't watch commercials on tv like i literally can't do it i don't have cable because commercials make me just want to like smash the, the tv up <laughs> like i can't handle it man <laughs> so that's the only reason i don't watch the games you know i think if i went to an actual game i would probably really enjoy it yeah um but I, I, that's the only one I've not been to. I've been to a Nuggets game. I've been to... No, I've not been to an Avalanche. That's it. Ice hockey, right? I've not right. been to an Avalanche. I've been to the lacrosse, what are they called? The earth, uh, the earthquakes? or No, was it? the uh, Mammoth? Mammoth, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I've been to one of them. The Outlaws is the other one? The, the Mammoth. I quite enjoyed that, you know. Yeah. Uh, at first, I was like... So, friends of... I was invited us, and I was like lacrosse. I'm like, what's that? I don't understand lacrosse. I was like, at all. is it some kind of girls' game from like <laughs> high school? Like, that's what I yeah. thought it was. And I was like, all right, sure, we'll come, you know, whatever. And I got there, and they're like hitting each other with the sticks and all that. I thought <laughs> it was brilliant. But uh, I've been to that, and then uh, yeah, I've been to the Rapids games. Been, went to a couple of U.S. national games and stuff. But is there any other? Is there any sports in Scotland that we don't have here? Um, or any see. games maybe that aren't even professional? Well, I mean, we've got the Highland Games, obviously. That's I think I don't know if you guys have that maybe here somewhere. I know there's like some Scottish festivals or something like that you guys do, but Highland Games, you're like, does it look like Braveheart? <laughs> How dare you! It's like uh, it's like tossing the caper and stuff. So like you pick up a huge like looks like a telephone pole and see how far you can throw it. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so not too far off. Well, I, I guess when they're throwing those rocks, uh, I guess it is. Um, uh, we got that. Let's see what other sports. Um, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, there's like shinty. It's kind of like hockey a little bit. 
Okay. Uh, but that's more of an Irish game, but we still play it. But uh, then there's cricket. We don't really play much of that. A little bit in Scotland. But nobody understands it. Yeah, I don't yeah, understand Nobody it understands all. that one. Um, and, yeah, I think that's about it, man. You know, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of fights in Scotland. Like, I mean, fighting sport, you know. Okay. Bo- a lot of boxing, yeah. kickboxing, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, like MMA. So there's a lot of combat over there. Um, but... Have you been surprised that there hasn't been... I mean, is there... Are there a lot of UFC Scottish fighters, or do you think you'll no, see somebody only, only come one. up? I think there's only one just now on the roster. Uh, Joanne Calderwood, she was just oh, yeah. in the uh, the Ultimate Fighter just there. So she she comes from a gym in Glasgow called the Dinky Ninjas, and uh, Dinky Ninjas. Yeah, they're uh, <laughs> they're they're up in in the city, and uh, yeah, they're one of the they're one of the probably the better fight teams in Scotland for sure. Yeah, um, she's pretty cool. I follow her on Instagram. Like it's like. BAM mofo or something. Yeah, like yeah, something. yeah, yeah. She's she's cool, man. So hope she, hope she does well, man. I really do. Um, there was another boy it's from the same team. Oh, now I can't remember his name. Oh, he was really well known on the Scottish MMA scene, and then he went to the Ultimate Fighter, but I don't think he made it into the house. God, I can't remember his name. I feel bad. Uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, but you know, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's still like five years behind, or you know, we just don't have the same amount of talent and you know, in promotions and stuff like that. So, you know, if you're not getting as many fights in that part of the world, how are you going to, you know... It's got to be a pretty gonna... small percentage of people that are even fighting over there versus... Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, over here. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a small country in general, you know, right. like you could probably fit like, I don't know, six or seven Scotlands into Colorado, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty... Maybe more than that, I don't know. How big is Colorado? No idea. Come on, man. That was a <laughs> test. I was asking you there. You don't know. Zero idea. <laughs> it's a giant square. But it's huge, know. though. Colorado's ma- Like, you could drive like five, six hours and not be out the state. Yeah. If I drove five hours from my house, I could be in France. You know, it's, like, it's nuts. <laughs> but, uh, it is nuts. Uh, yeah. So, you know, when you don't have the big population, you don't have the big pool to, you know, to pick people out of, I guess. So this is how bad amateur geography. I would have guessed you could have got like six Scotlands into like the entire U.S. Mate, <laughs> yeah, mate, you could probably get six hundred. <laughs> That's how bad my geography. You could probably is. fit about six hundred into the states. The states are massive. Yeah. That's why so many people haven't traveled outside of the states. You know, like I meet a lot of people who haven't. Still trying never. to see this freaking place. Yeah. Have you? Have you been? Where have you? Have you traveled outside of here? Just to Mexico. Yeah, but I mean that's I mean that was like America South going to like yeah. Cancun. You know? Yeah, man. See, that's the thing because America's so huge. You know. Like how you could spend the rest of your life just trying to get around the, the states. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we're lucky where, where I grew up because you're right next to every other country, so you can just, you know, you every summer you go to a different country, you know, and just travel and stuff, and then you're just encouraged to travel. Like I went around to Asia and I went, you know, Hong Kong, Philippines, and stuff like that, and Indonesia. Um, so you, you just, you got that culture a little bit more, you know. Yeah, that'd be sweet because that's. It's kind of the thing that they push here is when you're in like college or something, like go study for a semester somewhere else yeah. and travel. And I never took advantage of that. Yeah. And so I've never gotten to do that. Which I is, think it's good, man. I, oh, I'll yeah. definitely encourage my my kids to do it for sure. But uh, yeah, you know, traveling around the place is great. I've got a friend in Hong Kong just now. He uh, he is on a mission. He's got an Instagram account called Hello World, and <laughs> uh, he's trying. To <laughs> Craig, man, my, he's a 
good friend of mine, I love the guy, but he's pretty crazy. He's trying to meet every single person in the world and take an Instagram <laughs> photo with him. So, uh, every single person? Every, every single person. So that's his thing. That's his mission. He's like, I don't know if it can be achieved. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it can't be achieved. I don't think so. But uh, he's he's on that mission anyway. So uh, his Instagram is hello, hello underscore world, I think. So uh, he's a he's a. If cool you follow guy. him, is it just jam up your entire Instagram? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, he's just like he's oh, this guy. Gotta be taking hundreds of pictures yeah, a day. Yeah, I know exactly. But even if you meet everyone on the planet, you get to know zero people. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he's just gonna be. What's your name? <laughs> All right, cool. We met. See, See you later. So <laughs> he's doing that, but he's a, he's a stuntman out in uh, Hong Kong. He does a lot. He was just in uh, the Kingsman that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I just saw that. I, was I've good. not seen it yet, but he's, he's pretty he's good, in that. man. And then uh, I think he's doing another some other movie coming up as well. But uh, he's a he's a good guy. But yeah, that's what he's doing. <laughs> but yeah, traveling around, man, traveling's good. It's good for you. But I've, I I got lucky, man. I've I've seen most of the states when I moved here. I uh, I didn't have a green card yet, so I couldn't work. Um, so my wife, she's a musician. Um, so I went. They were going on a tour around the states. So I was like, oh, I'll just come with you. So I just got on the tour bus and went around the whole states. Oh, that's just, awesome. Just like having a <laughs> laugh, getting drunk every night, you know, like it was, it was something else, man. Was she pissed that her boyfriend was coming along for the ride? No, nah, like, man, she was loving it. <laughs> of course yeah. she was. She was loving it. <laughs> well, she was in a band with like five guys. Yeah. So, you know, she's, you know, it's rough. Like, you know, she's just in this tour bus full of guys that fart and, you know, <laughs> do guy stuff. So was it cool was, getting to go around and see like different venues too, like concert venues? Uh, yeah, venues, venues are kind of similar, you know. There's only a couple, there's a couple that stand out, you know, for sure. But most of them are pretty similar. Yeah. But I, I, the, the thing I loved was going into the city. So I would wake up early. I every night I would say to the bus driver, I'd be like, right, what time are we going to get into like you know Chicago or whatever it was? Because then you probably have at least a few days there, right? Like, no, well, yeah, one, one or two, two days, one or okay. two days. You can't. That's the thing. You don't see that much. But one or two days, and then, uh, but I, I'd be like, what, you know, what time are we getting in here? And he'd be like, okay, we're going to arrive at like seven o'clock in the morning. So I'd make sure that I wake up at like six thirty, so I could watch out the window and see the skyline of the city come in, <laughs> because I really love like the American city skylines, you know, like where you know where we, where we grew up, it's like, you know, flat, like there's no skyscrapers, you know. I mean, there is, they're starting to do it now, but no big skyscrapers or anything like that so when you grew up watching movies and you see like New York and you know all the huge buildings it's like whoa it's like check out these so when I actually moved here and was going around to see all these different skylines like I would wake up early just to watch them like come in from the distance yeah. like you'd see it in the distance like is that it is that it and then you'd be like oh man like there's a Sears Tower you know like there's the Empire State and like you know all that cool stuff you hear that a lot here with people that say oh my god the mountains I've never seen mountains like this yeah <laughs> yeah the mountains yeah, I, 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 yeah, Colorado. I mean, Denver in general. Like the backdrop of the city here is just—it's amazing, you know. Like I grew up in like the hills and the mountains where I'm from, but they're different kind, you know, a different kind of mountains. Yeah. Like the Rockies are uh, amazing, but uh, yeah, I love the I love the Denver skyline as well, though. You know, I remember the first time coming to Denver to visit my brother. I got he picked me up from the airport. We drove, and you know, you drive on I-70 past the city, and I was like, man, it's <laughs> like I want to live here. <laughs> um, I just I don't know. It's something about city skylines and downtowns that I love. Even when I'm when I'm downtown these days, like I've got a scooter, I go you know I drive around downtown. If if it's a nice day and I don't have to drive my stupid big car, uh, I'll drive the scooter, and it's the best nice. thing ever. But yeah. like you drive downtown, like you see up like the uh, 
the uh, what's the the really tall building? Uh, the it's like the cash register building. Yeah, it was what's, the, what's the other one? This uh, something plaza? What is it? No, the really really tall one. That's seventeen oh one plaza. Yeah, like something know. like that. Anyway, but yeah, driving and then like looking straight up and seeing that, like, oh man. It, it makes me like I love it, but it also gives me the fear. Like I can't go up the top of that building. Like there's no chance. Afraid of heights? I just don't know. Not. I just general. don't want to go in that I, building. I don't have a fear of heights if I'm like if I'm in a plane, like I'm fine. But like if I'm on like in the top floor of a building, yeah. like I just don't want to be there. <laughs> like if I'm in the mall, if I'm in the second floor mall, the Cherry Creek Mall, I'm on the second floor. Like I don't like I don't walk next to the handrail. But <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, really, I feel like I'm going to fall over. I don't know what that is, man. I'm not Do they not sure. have second stories in Scotland anymore? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty yeah, good. I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. Yeah, something about it. So when I see those guys up washing the windows, you know the, wind, oh, the yeah. window washers. No way I would ever. I'm like, do that no, job. there's just no chance. There's no. no like there's there's no chance I would do that. There's you could no, pay like ten million a year. I'd there, be like, there nah. is not. There is no <laughs> circumstance that I would do that. Like, oh man, that freaks me out so much. Yeah, so much. But you know, but I do love. I love the. Uh, I love the the American skylines. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, something we probably totally take for granted. Although I saw the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers basketball team on their court. They put like a silhouette that LeBron, of their skyline. Is that LeBron James? Yeah. Yeah, you see? Yeah. See who I know? <laughs> yeah, the best players. That's what the Nuggets need right there. <laughs> Some of the best. But yeah, on their court, they have like the skyline. Right. You know? And it looks cool. It's like, oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And the Nuggets have a set of uniforms too. They're yellow ones that they have. They have all yellow. They have the skyline on yeah. them too. What's the deal with uh, LeBron James? Is he better than Michael Jordan? No. No. no? no. Michael Jordan is like the Mike Tyson right. yeah, of yeah. the NBA. That's, that's what. That's like, what like, no one's ever going to be better than him. Right. Okay, cool. That's and good to know. Like, and there's boxers, you know, just like there was boxers that were, you know, legends in their own right before yeah. Tyson. There was basketball players that are legends before Jordan. But I don't know. For me, nah, no. he's Tyson. Dude. See, I have this argument with people all the time that people always ask who the best boxer was. I always say Tyson. And they're like, well, if Muhammad Ali fought Tyson, prime, you know, if they're both in their prime and they fought. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Mike Tyson <laughs> would knock him out. I I'm think telling so, you. dude. I, really I know so. that might be controversial, but... I'm telling you, even I if you gave them both, like if you put Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson at 22 years old in 2015, gave yeah. them all the benefits we have right now, I still think Tyson. Might oh yeah, him. absolutely, man, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, yeah, man, Michael Jordan. Uh, I, there's only a handful of basketball players I could probably name. Michael Jordan's one of them. How many Nuggets can you name? C- currently, current Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. The Birdman, is he still there? No, he's oh. gone. He's in Miami. Le- uh, who's No, the only ones I knew was him and, and Carmelo. Yeah. I don't know. Who's the little guy who does the sales of pizzas on the radio? Or is it mattresses? Who is it? Oh, One of them. On the radio? Yeah. Is it Ty Lawson? Does he sell know. mattresses? Or is it on the TV, maybe? One, one of them's <laughs> all. I think it's like Blackjack Pizza. He's like, yeah, Blackjack Pizza, man. <laughs> He's like, play basketball, I'm like you, man. Pizza. I, don't, I don't watch commercials at <laughs> yeah, all. I, I haven't know. seen one forever. Yeah, I, I can't. Sorry. Play I can't, basketball, eat pizza. I can't it's really. I combo. can't name any of them. I can only name the uh, the Broncos, uh, your man, Peyton Manning. Yeah. He is the quarterback. He and is. then that's it. Oh, God, that's that's it. it. I think that's all I got, man. <laughs> you don't run into any of them. Oh, you didn't work. I always think that because my cousin worked at 24 Hour Fitness, right. Alex. And he met some of them there. Right, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I, I know no. he knows some of them, but that's funny. Yeah, I think he knows a couple of them. I don't know. Alex, man. Good guy. I love <laughs> that guy. guy. I love that man. guy. He's funny. Yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, he's he's Alex is 
it's crazy just now he's got fitness on the rocks coming up this year but that's going to be nuts man it's yeah. going to be nuts what but do you do for that like what are you do you have any specific uh, duties you do or not really man Alex and Hong like his wife Hong uh, they, they obviously put it together um, and then they you know let me preface this by saying I love Alex like I love his guts <laughs> I love him to death he's one of my good good friends but he's a nightmare at delegating so like it'll be like you I think know, that just runs in our family yeah maybe it's everybody like, in my my dad doesn't like to delegate Amanda obviously yeah it's like you know this 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 event at Red Rocks takes I don't know a good nine months to start and finish you know or eight months maybe to to get it you know it's crazy to, to make sure it's prepared and make it go off you know without a fault so it gets a bit crazy towards the end but it's uh it's awesome man it's great it's great fun yeah it's grown to be too i remember going to like the first one i mean it's it's packed now yeah i wasn't at the first one um i didn't know alex back then but um the last two years i've been been there and been a, a part of it i've done the led the workout uh on the main stage at the amphitheater which is pretty crazy yeah. Especially for a musician, you know, it's like being on stage at Red Rocks. You're like, wow, this is really weird. <laughs> Looking up and seeing all these people doing jumping jacks and like all their arms and feet are crossing, you know. And it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's really trippy to see that. Um, it's even weird from like the other side too. I mean, just being in the event, you're like, you don't realize it the way you would like you where you're on the stage kind of looking oh, yeah. at it and seeing this like machine almost. Moving, yeah, man. You know? You've seen thousands, <laughs> like thousands and thousands of people like doing doing your workout you know it's it's wild man it's really crazy <laughs> it's a cool event i like it and it's is it still free uh no it's not it was a paid event uh it was uh last year and this year right um i think a lot of p- stuff has changed with the city and like the way the uh i think red rocks passed a thing maybe a couple of years ago something about working working out there like leading workouts there so I'm not sure exactly what happened, but um, I know there's a lot more permits and fees and stuff like that to pay. So yeah, I had to make a paid event. But I mean, I think it's only like 25 bucks or 20 bucks, you know, for it. You can it, find the info on either, was it uh, fitnessontherocks.com? Fitnessontherocks.com, yeah. Um, you guys are on Facebook, obviously, Yeah, as well. Facebook um, and all the info's on there. But uh, yeah, it's a paid event, but, uh, you know, it's it's great, man. It's great. And we also support uh, a non-profit. Uh, for fitness on the rocks called uh, Project Worthmore, so that's a non-profit. Uh, a really g- good friend and my neighbour actually, Frank runs um, Frank and Nello. So Project Worthmore, that uh, is a non-profit that helps um, Burmese refugees uh, come in and he helps them get kind of set up in the community and stuff like that. It's really, oh, nice. really yeah, it's a really cool non-profit, man. There's a huge refugee community in Denver that a lot of people don't know about. Um, and uh, Frank and his family and you know and his non-profit team like uh, doing incredible stuff with them so that's the uh, that's a non-profit that Fitness on the Rocks is supporting this year so that's great man um, and you can check them out as well at uh, projectworthmore.org and they've Project also Project Worthmore yeah projectworthmore.org yeah. um, so yeah they're, they're they're great man they do a lot of cool stuff yeah that's sweet We've well, taken up a lot of your time. We could probably get out of here pretty soon. Yeah, man. No worries. No worries. Well, it's yeah, fun. Man. I know that you're a you're a big podcast guy, like I was. Yeah. Driving back from Casper, I'm listening to you know Joe Rogan and yeah. pretty much Bill Simmons, and Joe Rogan consumed me to the point where almost any story I let off with was 
So Joe Rogan was talking yeah. about this recently. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, it's a nightmare. Um, that, uh, who was the other one you said? Uh, Bill Simmons, that's a sports who? podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, listened to, I listened to Joe Rogan. I only, I only, I used to listen to all of them, but now I just listen to really the ones that are concerning, like jujitsu or mixed martial arts. Or something, what I do like too. I'll listen to the, like the stand-ups and some of the martial arts guys. Yeah, the one usually the ones he's got on there are just like the comedians and stuff like that. I don't really listen to because I feel like they don't really talk about anything for me that I really actually want to listen to, like gain some knowledge. It's just kind of just you know just sitting around talking. But um, I like when they talk about. I've always had a fascination or a desire to want to do stand-up at some point. Oh, really? So when he talks to stand-up guys and they talk about, like, you know, road work and how they started, where they started, yeah. like, I find it fascinating. Yeah, I'm I like, like it. That's cool. Yeah, I like Brian Callum as well. He's funny, man. He's <laughs> yeah. a funny guy. He, do you ever listen to his podcast? <laughs> yeah, the Fighter, he has two of the kid. Fighter and the Kid. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I started listening to that. Yeah, I listened to Joe Rogan. I listened to Bill, uh, Bill Burr. Oh, God. Uh, Monday Morning my, Podcast? Yeah. He, he is one of the funniest guys on earth. We went yeah. to his... Uh, Stand up, was it last year? I think up in Boulder when he was here. Oh yeah. man, what a laugh! Uh, and who else do I listen to? I listened to Super Scoreboard, which is a Scottish um, soccer podcast. Oh, it's yeah. like a radio show that goes out. It's getting your Celtic or Ranger uh, yeah, that's knowledge. It. it keeps my, uh, it just keeps me grounded, you know. Because like some people come on and they're talking, and I'm like, oh man, it's like wor- some words and phrases that I forget exist, you know. I'm yeah. like, man, like I'm when I go home. Like, some people think I still have a thick accent, but, like, when I moved here, oh, man, I talk so differently. And now when I go home, like, people ridicule me because of the things I say. Like, no joke, man, I get the piss ripped out of me every single time I go home, man. What's, like, a couple Scottish sayings that you guys have? Oh, I don't know if they're suitable for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I don't know, just little things. My wife says a lot of little things, you know, she's from Denver, but, like, uh, it's funny, man, because she'll say things and people will be like, what What did you say? And she's like, oh, I meant to say like this and that, you know? Yeah. So um, I don't know what I say. I, it's I just funny. Say, I work with a guy and he sees like a cute girl. He'll say, man, that was a little whisker biscuit. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> a whisker biscuit. Whisker biscuit. Oh, I have no man. idea what that means. Yeah, we we call girls uh, birds. When, uh, uh, birds, uh, yeah. At uh, home. Um, and uh, whisker biscuit. I never heard of that before. That's a, that, <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's a strange. He's one. just a California hippie dude. Yeah, but he's a great guy, and it just it cracks me up, man. I'm like, so you see that little whisker biscuit? Like, yeah. I don't even know. Like, and I, you think about it, and it's like that makes no sense. Yeah, I guess some of the funny things are, you know, like we have a lot of words that are, like, you know, like name calling words, like. Like, you know, instead of just calling someone like a douchebag or something like that, like those we've like those hundreds of options you've got, you know. Actually, one of the options is actually nuggets. So, like, like if if someone's a nugget, like they're an idiot, you know. You're like, oh man, you're a nugget. Like, oh, that's not good. It's not good for. So we shouldn't for draft here. guys from Scotland. No, no, they know they won't know what's going on. I don't even know if there's a basketball team in Scotland. I doubt it, man. Yeah, I doubt it severely. Just a bunch of really pale white guys running around <laughs> trying to throw a ball in a hoop yeah it's not gonna work man a lot of shots blocked probably <laughs> yeah. hey who is that advert uh I, you know what i said i don't watch commercials now i'm talking about commercials the one for geico and the big guy 
And he's like, no, no, no. Dikembe Mutombo. No. He used to Who play does, here in Denver. Really? Yeah. Right. Oh, he, yeah. Oh, that, I, that's one of my favorite commercials. <laughs> yeah. Not in my house. That yeah. guy. Oh, I love that guy. So they call guy. it the house of Mutombo. And really? And finger wag yeah. after he blocks shots Oh, really? And stuff? Yeah. So it wasn't, it's not just a, no, like, he, that's what he does? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I need to Google him and Mount look Mutombo. on YouTube. Yeah, he's he, brilliant. He's like a, um, for Nuggets fans, for Denver basketball fans, he's probably seen as one of the top five players in franchise history oh really yeah man he's a legend because uh, he hits that he hits the box of cereal out some kid's hand yeah, it's, <laughs> it's amazing no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what uh well who's number one then of all time for the nuggets for the nuggets ah oh, geez it's probably that's a tough one either like chauncey billups alex english or carmelo anthony right probably seen as like the three or david right. Wa- david walker too or david walker David Thompson Skywalker is what his nickname was. Oh, really? Back in like the 70s, he was really good. Huh. He was a guy that Michael Jordan actually used to like to watch play. Oh, and, really? And he did uh, the speech for Michael Jordan's induction into the Hall of Fame. Huh. I think it was him. What, about, sure. what about your man? Who's your man that plays for LA? Kobe. Uh, Kobe, Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Kobe Bryant. He's good. He's hated here, though. Yeah, why do people hated. not like him? Uh, is he like... Is yeah. it, Google a court case that he was involved in oh, right. with the with Vail, Colorado. Vail, Colorado. Was yeah, he was. Been? Well, he was accused of rape in Vail when he was getting oh. a knee surgery up there. So it was this whole big court case, and it was a big deal here for like I think about two years. Oh, I bet it was because he was flying while he was playing basketball. He was flying from court back here to Denver, and it was like he was going from like court in Denver to having to go play in like Portland or something. All right. So it was it was a pretty wild time. Man, no danger. But he gets booed like every time he plays here. Every time he gets the ball, he's booed all the time. So, but he was just—he was acute. He wasn't found guilty, obviously. No, there was a. Uh, it, actually, the trial did not go all the way through because it was a, there was a settlement reached out of court. Oh dear. So crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I can understand why people don't like him, then you know. Right. But seeing that, you know, hell of a basketball player, though. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's good. I mean, no, he's he's like it, nowadays people will say. You know who's who's better, LeBron, Jordan, or Kobe? Oh, really? That's, That's the top of, three of all time. Kinda, yeah. Huh. For, for a certain sense. What about football players? What about Herschel Walker? See, he's one of the only football guys I know because he, he, he does tried, MMA. Yeah, he went to MMA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was amazing. Like he was involved in like one of the biggest trades of all time, where they traded like I think the Cowboys traded like half their team for him to like the Vikings. Really? Yeah, it was a huge. The Vikings trade. from Minnesota. No, it went the other way. The Minnesota Cowboys. Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. I, I no, know. I know these it's things. Starting to find them. <laughs> who's, are, who's Minnesota's basketball team? Uh, Vikings. <laughs> no wait. What did I say? I don't know. Who knows, man? Vikings is a football. Minnesota Timberwolves would be there. Timberwolves. Ah, uh, we not got that, man. <laughs> All right, who else? Give me another football team. I t- I'll tell you. Ask me, and I'll tell you. Uh, Buffalo. Bills. Yeah, there yeah. You go. My uncle was from Buffalo. How about Cleveland? Cavaliers. That's no, that's a basketball. basketball. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the Browns. The Browns, there you Browns. go. Browns, terrible. That's not a good name, is it? The Browns? No. What's the deal with that? Why are they called the Browns? I think it was from like a, like a company or something way back when we that just the owner was involved in, I think. See, that's no good. I don't know. Yeah. Brown packaging. I don't know. And then the, the, the Broncos. Out. That's a good name, the Broncos. Yeah, it's not bad. What's the deal with that one up at the airport? The big blue one with the oh, red that eyes? Oh, statue? Yeah, I don't know. It's wild, then isn't it? Supposedly that thing fell over. It killed the guy who made killed it? Killed the guy? Yeah, man. Yeah. And then they're, it's, it's evil. That yeah, it's evil. evil. <laughs> but my, my goal this year is to go to a Broncos game. 
So tell your sister. Bug to my give sister me a for ticket. a ticket. Yeah, all right. For sure. <laughs> she should do that. After all you've done for her, that would be helpful. That would be helpful. Uh, well, that's the goal to get Louis Galt to a Broncos game in 2015. That's, that's the plan. That's yeah. the plan. Let's do it, man. Cool. All right, man. Let's get out of here. Yes. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, appreciate you coming down and getting Absolutely. to talk a little shop. That was fun. Yeah, man. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. All right, guys. That's it. We'll see you guys next week.